Yeah, yeah, what up? Hometown Sounds, how y'all doing? What's up? This is Cecily. And this is Artemis, and we are being guest featured by our good friends Tony and Paul. Big ups to them. Yes, thank them for having us this week. We are taking over the Hometown Sounds podcast. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm not sure how we should get into this uh, with everything going on. I'd like to start by just playing this next song, if that's cool. Oh, of course. So we can get into the, the, the topics at hand. I'm with that. For sure. Let me intro the song. So this this first song is a, an original of mine. It's called Hope. Mm-hmm. And this song was inspired by two of my very favorite heroes in, um, I would say, black history, but just history overall. Ida B. Wells and James Baldwin. And uh, Ida B. Wells, if you're not familiar with her, was a journalist and activist in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And she primarily focused on lynching. That was the focus of her activism and her journalism. And I heard her or I read a quote from her where she said, if I could, I would wrap my arms around my race and fly away with them. Mm. And I just thought that was such powerful imagery. Yes, it is. And such a powerful sentiment, like that idea of wanting to go to a safe place. And, um, you know, we, we find that in music and in black culture, you know, even up to, you know, Parliament Funkadelic talking about the mothership, you know, mm-hmm. just wanting to fly away. And um, I combined that sentiment and that imagery with uh, a quote that I heard James Baldwin say in an interview in the uh, late 60s. And the interviewer asked him, what would you tell your nieces and nephews about race relations in the United States? Would you tell him that there's no hope? And James Baldwin said, no, I would, I would never tell them that there's no hope. So um, I took those two sentiments and I put that into this song. It's called Hope. That's a show. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying, just trying. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just try, just try. Just trying not to lose hope. 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 Just trying, just try. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying, just try. I would never tell the children no, I would just never, never, never hope. tell the just baby there's no hope. Just to I'll speak their dreams. Singing, just fly away. When you are saying, just fly away. Just fly away. When you have peace, just fly away. Just fly away. When you are free, just fly away. When you are free, just fly away. No, I would never, never, never stop to There's no hope. I'll speak your dreams. Singing, fly away. And we'll find peace between the earth and sky. No longer silence or chaos And we'll find peace between the earth and sky. Discover we are the source of the light. Fly 
That was powerful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to uh, just shout out some of the amazing vocalists who uh, I was able to have featured on that song with me. A lot of uh, amazing DC vocalists like Deborah Bond, Christy DeShield, Tamara Wellens, mm. Amani Grace Cooper, my good friend Kenny Sharp. Uh, who else was in that room? It was such a beautiful experience to have all those people in that space with me. And that's uh, Dante Pope on uh, percussion and um, tambourine. So Nice. That's beautiful. Yeah, shout out to Deborah and Tamara. I ain't seen them in a minute. Good good peoples. Very good peoples. And you mentioned one of my favorite people I like to – I'm trying to get more acquainted with in terms of who, who inspired their song, James Baldwin. That man has – so many quotables. I have to rewatch the documentary I saw on him. And um, I saw him speaking with Dick Gregory one time. Uh, golly, this is like mid-70s. But, oh, man, it was powerful just hearing him speak. I honestly think he's one of the greatest, like, contemporary writers. And um, I call him a, a philosopher, you know, as well. Like, right. just the way that he interprets. I don't think there's been anyone in the past 100 years who's been able to as beautifully, but also as pointedly define and describe what it is to be black in America and race relations in America. To me, uh, he's just one of my favorite writers. Like as a writer, I love right. the way he uses words and the power behind his words. Yeah, when he talks, he gives you a good answer for almost anything. I mean, of course, for race, but just like philosophies on life i i just dig it you know and that's why yeah. i have to re that's why i have to rewatch a lot of stuff on him talk i still have one of his books somewhere i just need to break it back out and read it for sure yeah yeah i think um the documentary you were mentioning might have been i am not your negro yeah that's it yeah, yeah I, I saw it a couple of years ago um in southeast yeah. it was the african-american art museum they were doing a um they were doing a premiere for it oh that's amazing it was really really cool Really, really just a just a good group of folks, great energy. A lot of people were there. Yeah, which is reminding me how much I miss being in community with people right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, isolation. <laughs> or social distancing. Sorry, let me not say isolation. Social distancing. Yeah, yeah. So what do you got coming up? Let's see. Let's get into the next song. Okay, this song is called uh, Too Close to Danger. Oh, first of all, let me say this is from a project I did with my homeboy Hyde Keach from Baltimore or Cole Rhymes Records. We released this project, Astro Blocks, back in February, end of February. This song in particular, I, I enjoyed writing this song because it helped me deal with some demons of paranoia about violence, racism, and just the whole thing of being too close to danger. Because there are times where I've been in situations where I didn't think I was going to make it out. And I didn't know how to cope with it deep down within myself. And I found ways to deal with it. So Too Close to Danger, it's like one of my favorite songs off the project. And it's on all platforms. And Height Keach, he did the beat. I'm on the rhymes. So, yeah, here we go. Too Close to Danger. Too Close to Danger. Too Close to Danger. So you bring up with your friends and the gangsters. If they don't want in like they'll think Too Close to Danger. Skin cancer, the sun showers. Didn't wake up and smell that gunpowder. Say my prayers, hope to get receptive. Hope from above, not disconnected. Universe comes through interceptive. A retrospective for introspectives. Concern in my seat. Tossed in turn in the heat. But just a rave. Misery of my fate. Pilgrims when I got my waist To be a king, they say cut the pharaoh's head But I'm too paranoid to have my tarot's red Force my hand till I'm out on a limb All took a shot, now we crowded the brim Do you kick back in last with your friends Or stay on edge with the ounce of the chin Too close to danger Too close to danger So you bring up with your friends and the gangsters And they don't want it like they'll think you Too close to danger too close to danger Say I'm praying for your friends and the gangsters A little warning like they'll think you Draw a blade, ignore with a gun Clean record, warped in the sun Riot, silent, with more minds Sign peace treaties with war crimes You said I'm game No movie set I claim 
Dead tunes I wanted. Told to stand up, got punched in the stomach. White kids point, he done it. Sell lots when I leave me hunting. Back version, true with the crack wisdom. Skip school, switch tools, all the classes. New black man, new Jim Crow. Auctions don't count those tin toes. Rock and implode, that ain't great. Claustrophobic in your same space. Too close to danger. Too close to danger. Say a prayer for your friends and the gangsters. If they don't want in like they'll think Too close to danger. Too close to danger. Say a prayer for your friends and the gangsters. If they don't want in like they'll think Facelift for society. History books won't lie to me. Find the truth out, you friendly shook. And all you do now is sell a book. Government loves you, admires you. Hell, they might even hide you. You're no secrets to back the dead. Another pet to just pat your head. Activists that keep having fits. Cause they suck at being capitalist. I agree with you, a tick smidge. But you were born with your privilege. Asking why I said please adjust. Never said for you to speak for us. I guess it hits too close to home. The open minds keep closing doors. Too close to danger. Too close to danger. Say a prayer for your friends and the gangsters. If they don't want in like they'll think Too close to danger. Too close to danger. Say a prayer for your friends and the gangsters. If they don't want in like they'll think Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a there's something else I forgot to mention about that song. So part of it, uh, my philosophy has been like so many people have conspiracy theories and you gotta be kind of careful about what you buy into too because we're in the age of selling content you know mm, you know yeah. it's you got to watch what information you get because it's weaponized like back in the day it used to be too little information you know is good is is a way to fool people now we're in an age of where it's too much information and you can feed people things and they just feed off of it in the wrong way so that was another inspiration for the song yeah speaking of conspiracy theories like i was just talking to my mom yesterday about how things that sound like conspiracy theories like end up being true yeah it's true <laughs> like it's i was true. we were talking about how um you know if you told people that like that the fbi was putting crack in black communities in order to help fund civil disrest in Latin America that for most people they'd be like nah that didn't happen <laughs> but it happened <laughs> but it did happen I mean that's the reality of it that's the thing too like there's certain things that are very very believable I mean I didn't grow up in the crack era like that I didn't get mm-hmm. to see it but I have seen people suffer from it I have seen people like get involved in it to that certain degree. So yeah, like the CIA had to admit it that that mm-hmm. happened. That was, I can't remember who was the director then, but I remember watching that pre- press conference. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. They, yeah. Some conspiracy theories are true, but I guess like for me, I looked at it like after a while you see, when you see somebody that's always in a hotel selling a book and they act like they're on the run with a conspiracy theory, you have to question that. <laughs> <laughs> They're in a Marriott yeah. hotel with a book like, oh, yeah, they try to shut me down. It's like, but you're like roaming free, getting hotel rewards from state to state. <laughs> I don't I don't understand this. Like, how are you on the run? You, it sounds like you're on a vacation in a book tour to me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but you don't know that black car could be following. Every That's, hotel. True. That's true. That's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. But anyways, there's, but I feel you. It's important. Yeah. Like misinformation is running rampant. So you got to oh, be completely. Yeah. You got to have that. You got to have some clarity. Yes. completely. Yeah. So let's get into the next song. All right. Let's go. So uh, this next song is by one of my favorite groups ever. They go by the name of Fertile Ground mm-hmm. and they formed in uh, Baltimore, Maryland, and they're no longer a group. But the lead singer, uh, Navasha Daya, is still performing and releasing music. So you can check out her solo work as well. And she's just one of my very favorite vocalists, writers, like somebody vocally that I study, like the way she approaches things and the way she writes. And over the last week, I just found myself singing this song to myself a lot. 
just randomly just walking around singing it in my head. And I think I just needed that message. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see, cause I just feel like I've been bombarded with so many, with just so many images and videos of people being brutalized and specifically black people. And so I know, I know I was always raised to know that black is beautiful, but even so it's, you just need to hear it sometimes. So this is uh, one of my favorite songs from fertile ground. It's from their 2004 album by the same name. And this song is called black is.
Yes, 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 yes. I love that song. That was beautiful. I actually had to mute myself so I could sing along. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's crazy? That song it reminds me of um, "Prisoner" by Gil Scott Heron a little bit. Mm, Prisoner. Which album is that from? I don't think I know that uh, song. That's from. I want to say it's one of the albums he had with Brian Jackson. Or Brian, yeah. Is it Brian Jackson? Jesus. Brian Jackson, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I want to say it's like maybe the last song. One of the last songs. Oh, I, I see. The Prisoner. Okay. Yo, yes. it, it's on Pieces of a Man. Is that the Pieces album? of a Man. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Then I definitely have heard it because I've listened to this whole album before. But I don't, yeah. I can't recall what That's it sounds a, like, but. That is a beautiful song. I mean, it's just like some of the songs in the piano reminds you of it, but it doesn't have like uh, a trumpet or a sax in it. It's just very like, it's just a beautiful song. That It, it kind of gave me that feel. Yeah. So I'm surprised that Frodo Grant, I didn't know they, they weren't a group anymore. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember they used to come through, they used to come through DC all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were big time, man. Like people used to be super hyped to see Frodo Grant. <laughs> but they see they were like a wave but it was like they were in a wave of just like a bunch of other soul artists that i remember that would always be in dc i want to say them lettuce every mm-hmm. once in a while Guavale. there was a couple others maybe you might see yamela rue come through oh my gosh she's one of my favorite people to see like yeah. i would try to see her every time she comes no she's dope oh gosh she's so good thing is i, I think fertile ground would do those kind of shows Mm-hmm. Like if not that they were opening up for him, and then sometimes they would headline and just like kill it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so. but I think actually I I want to say their last album came out in two thousand five. Really? Yeah. So I'm so late. <laughs> they've actually been. I don't think they've been a, a official group for a long time now. See, that's why I get for being too deep into rap and hip hop. Like <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess. Oh, yeah. It's on me. Okay. It's on me. This next song is called Starving Artist by my brother from another RNL, aka RNLification. This is actually does feature uh, the homie Omojado, who, who did the production on this track. But I picked this song because it's a very, very uh, deep song as far as like being an artist. In terms of the scenes that we came from, and I always loved this song. I always told him every time I've heard it, it's just like the verses in it are just very realistic. And it's just a very, very unique sound. Without further ado, we'll just get into it. Um, here is Starving Artist. I'm a kid, my 
Okay, I have to say this because the language is very raw, but I feel like when I heard this, it, it definitely reflected a lot of what we dealt with on the scene, the hip, the hip hop scene. It's around D.C. before like U Street became what it was. Like I'm originally from Nashville, and I'm here in D.C. and I don't know too much about the hip hop scene. Um, while I'm going to Howard, but I'm hitting the streets, and you know it's crazy, but they kind of like paint the picture of what things are like you know mm-hmm. and it's it's funny now like reflecting back on those times because that song came out like 2014 and even then things had been changed but before that like i want to say late 90s early 2000s like i was definitely around u street going to over mics and battles and all kinds of stuff and it was definitely like a, a different kind of taste of what dc was musically and you saw, I mean, there are a lot of heavy hitters around, like Black Indian, Kokai. All of them guys are still around, of course. But I felt like that. I felt like that kind of painted a, a certain kind of picture because, like, we always talk about grinding and getting our business together. As far as like, just like black people, of course. But when you get on the side of the game, we're talking about entertainment. Constantly, people were always talking about this stuff. And I remember being in conversations, conversations with Arnell about it. And um, him making this song was actually like really reflective of that. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. I want to, since we're talking about DC hip hop, I want to uh, give a shout out to uh, Dirty Water. They were kind of like my intro to DC oh, hip hop. Yeah. Uh, and rest in peace to uh, Cool C. Brown. He was a close personal friend of my brother. Yes. Yes. Rest in peace to Cool C. Joe D. You know, I used to try to get, I used to try to get a song with them. It never worked out too, man. <laughs> I, Man, I love that album, Drowning. I played that mm. album out so much. And it's crazy because Joe D's since like put out, I want to say he's put out like two or three solo records now. Okay. He's been grinding. Yeah, he's, I can't, I don't remember where he's at. I think he's in Atlanta now, but yeah, man, Dirty Water. That's yeah. a, that's a name I haven't heard in a minute, man. Yeah. And you know, if you're, if you're like into DC music stuff, you might notice, but you might not. The bass player, Ben Williams, who's a, very heavy, heavy, like, jazz musician who's toured all around the world, played with Pat Metheny and all these different people. Stevie Wonder, mm. a bass player, amazing bass player, but he's cousins with Cool C. Brown. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We all grew up in um, this neighborhood called Shepherd Park, which is, like, um, yeah. like Upper Northwest off of 16th Street. So, um it's interesting to think about like, you know, I, I grew up in, um, and it's funny you mentioned you from Nashville. Cause I was going to ask you, uh, if you're from here where you grew up. So I'm glad you mentioned that. But, um, I was just thinking this morning and I'm interested like what your perspective is like coming from Nashville to DC. But I was just thinking this morning about how amazing it was. And of course I've reflected on this before, but for some reason I was journaling about it today, just how amazing it was to grow up as like a young black girl in, in Washington, DC in the nineties. Like, of course there was violence and, you know, it was a little crazy in the nineties, but I never even had to like, it was chocolate city, Yeah, you know? So it was like, I never thought that as a black girl, that there was something that I couldn't do. Like there was never a time when, and I didn't even really think about that until I was in high school and I went, did this summer program out in Michigan and I met, I made a really good friend. We're still friends. She's from Detroit. And she told me that 
my mother was the first black lawyer she'd ever met that she'd ever like known to exist. And I was like, really? <laughs> Cause grown up in DC, it's like, you know, it was to the point where like everybody was black, like the lawyers are black, the doctors are black, the artists were black, the mayor was black. And then also like, you know, the bus drivers were black, you know, everyone's black. So I didn't think about it. Like I never even realized like how lucky I was to see a world like a reality a lived reality that was I can be whatever I wanted. Right. You know what I mean? I'm glad you said all that because that was one of my main things to move into DC because Nashville is very, it's very diverse, but it's very segregated and separated and not everything is equal. Like as people would make it out to mm-hmm. be. So everything you were saying was kind of thing I thought, cause I came here really to go to college and I decided to stay. And it was like, people were like, yeah, you should, you, you know, you go back to Nashville, do music, but it's just like, what well, the kind of music I want to do is it, it's kind of a weird, like, it's a weird challenge for me because, yes, I could go back there and do that. But at the same time, I mean, if you're not gospel, if you're not country, if you're not blues or gangster rap, mm, you're not yeah. going to get that look. It's And it's like, a, it could be kind of a fight. Now, there are people who I know that have like made headway down there, but it's not like it is here because i'm looking at not only just the music but i'm also looking at the culture what you're saying like you know your mayor's black everybody's black like a bunch of people that are that run the town of are, are, are black and you feel like dang i feel like i can do a lot of things here and it's great and then on top of that it's a very diverse area so you're meeting people from mm-hmm. cr- from different countries all the time you know all kinds yeah. of races and ethnicities and backgrounds. So that's what drew me to DC, like initially. But I yeah. felt like it I always felt like musically, the whole city was always like an untapped source for just talent. And I never understood why people were always like, just move away. I mean, just for the sake of being famous. But it's like, well, at the same time, you know, there's a lot of grassroots move, movements for music here that people don't really get. Yeah. Always like, you have go-go here, you have punk here, and then the hip-hop scene here is very underrated. The talent here is very underrated. Mm-hmm. So it, it drew me in a lot. And then, oh, the soul, like the soul singers, R&B singers, some of the best I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the jazz scene yes. as well. Yes. Yeah, DC definitely has a, everything. <laughs> all all the scenes are, are really deep, <laughs> for lack deep, of a better word. Deep catalog. Deep, and just people... And just and just a lot of staples in these communities too. And there's another reason why I played Arnell's song because he's one of the people that has done done some things for hip hop artists in this community that a lot of people don't even know. You know, not even just being a good artist. He's like mm. helped out people when they need it or that certain artists need a push. He put it he he puts some work in for people. He's helped out people. So Yeah. That was another reason why I wanted to play his his stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him for being an important part of the community. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, let's get into this next song then. So I went back and forth and back and forth about what I wanted to play for my third song Mm -hmm. today. And I decided to go with another original. And it's from my album that I put out in 2018 called Songs of Love and Freedom. And Mm -hmm. if you like the music you're hearing today, everyone, you can find all of my music on um, Apple Music and Spotify and Pandora and, you know, Tidal, Google Play, wherever you like to listen to music, you can find my music there. Um, my latest project is called Awakening Part One, and uh, I released a, a visual EP for that that you can find on YouTube if you search Awakening, the visual EP. But I'm not planning in the newer stuff today. <laughs> I'm going to go back to 2018 and, uh, I want to play this song called Grow. And I just thought that considering the current current circumstances in the world and the fact that there's so many thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people in America, millions of people worldwide who are really pushing for a different vision. And I feel like the word vision is so important. Like I heard um, one of the leaders of Black Lives Matter DC, Makia Green, I heard her interviewed on WPFW mm-hmm. one day and she was talking about the importance of vision and activism. Like if you can't imagine it, then you can't create it. Mm. And I just thought that was so, so real and very inspiring as well. And I feel like as artists, that's part of our duty in 
pushing for a better world is to help people in envisioning uh, new things, you know, envisioning the way it could be like envisioning a world where you don't have to have people with guns who act like they're a gang terrorizing your neighborhood in order for somebody to say that it's safe. Mm. So anyways, that's not what the song is about, but (laughs) (laughs) I say in the song, don't stop, don't Mm -hmm. stop. You must grow. And I think that's really important. Like I was writing that out of a personal place, like just keep moving and just keep growing, keep learning. But I think it, it suits us as, as a collective as well. Like don't stop pushing. Like we have to grow, like we have to change. So this next song is called Grow.
that's that's beautiful. Yo, thank you. I've been meaning to ask you to save me like a copy of your vinyl. I'm 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 buy one, of course. But just oh save yeah, me. yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. No worries. I got uh boxes and boxes of those joints. <laughs> what? I'm surprised you have not sold out of those. You know, the place I ordered them from, the smallest amount I could get was three hundred. Oh, I wanted to get one fifty, but I I couldn't. I feel like if I had bought one fifty, I'd be almost out of them by now. But but you know, surprisingly, most of them I sold. I've been shipping overseas, mostly to the UK and Japan. I can believe it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they have a different appreciation for vinyl. But yeah, I got you. <laughs> and also, the newest project is going to be on vinyl soon too. Uh, Awakening. Oh, dope. So um, that is soon coming. So yeah. All right. So I, I got a question for you though, because I've been wondering. Are you a very big fan of Patrice Russian? I I don't want to curse. I love Patrice <laughs> Russian. I was about to curse. I love <laughs> Patrice Russian. Love her. Settle for My Love is one of my favorite songs ever. Okay. So her, how about Minnie Ripperton? Oh, you already know that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, Phyllis Hyman? Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Between, I, I need to know, between the three of them, Cause I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to say you remind me of any of them. Just like off the break, I feel like you, you definitely draw that, that energy from them. But between the three of them, who you, who would you say is like your, can I say, godmother of music <laughs> or something? Um, I have to say many. Oh, word. Okay. I have to say many represent because, and I, people always tell me I sound like her, and I just take mm. that, you know, that's a high compliment. So I always receive that with gratitude, but. More so than that, I think just her approach to the music, like her lyrics and the arrangements that her and her husband did and Stevie Wonder did for her. Yeah, it just, uh, man, I just, I just love that music. Like, I just love it so much. Like, I can listen to Perfect Angel all day. <laughs> okay, okay. I just love the album and her aesthetic as well. Like, I love how she has this, like, uh, or she had this sensuality that was very like some of her lyrics are like very suggestive, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Will you come inside my love? Like we know what that means, right? But Whoa. just the way, but the way she it's something about the way she does it. It's just never, it's never crass. Mm -hmm. And not that I have a problem with that, but it just doesn't feel authentic to me to be crass. Right. And so I just appreciate her aesthetic so much because I feel like. It just informs me so much about how you can approach this thing, you know, right? Like how you can be a grown woman on your music, but not be like, you know, ass out. <laughs> if that right, makes exactly. <laughs> no, no, I got you. No, the reason why I asked because I remember when me, I want to say me, my drummer from Strangers That Click, Knight, and um, his wife Bree, we saw you at um, we saw you at Funk Parade. Oh yeah, and, and and I think it was the first time I had seen you in a very long time because because I remember you back from we did a show together. It was like years ago. It was like Velvet Lounge, and you had a group, but you had a oh, different wow. group then. Yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. You were, the <laughs> you were the crazy boy. I can't even think of his name anymore. You were with the crazy boy acting a fool that that night. It was a fun oh, show. God. But, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that you. Well, I'd heard that you were making more music and doing stuff. I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember her." And when I seen you perform and do your thing, I was like, "Wow, she does have that feel, though." Like, I don't know how. Like, I can't even say it was just like Benny Riverton. I was like, I heard Patrice Russian. I heard. I heard um, Phyllis Hyman. I'll take that. That's a high compliment. I'll take that for sure. And I was just thinking about Funk Parade because it pops up on my. You know, your phone gives you like memories. Like this was oh, one yeah. year ago. And I was like, that show was fun, man. Yeah. I just had so much fun that day performing and singing. And like, I like things that are like low key like that. Cause a lot of times I perform in like, um, like jazz clubs and like, you know, where I got to put on like a fancy dress. And I love that too. Mm. But just being outside, like in my flat sandals and under a tent and with a whole bunch of people, like, it, it's just different energy oh, than people sitting down, dressed up, like eating in front of you, you know? <laughs> Exactly. And it's crazy because you say all that because it was in the parking lot right next to Live, Live. Bohemian Caverns, you know, and that was a dope performance. I, I enjoyed that. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed that, too. No doubt. For sure. Oh, um, before I get into this next song, I wanted to play another 
song of mine particularly, but I I didn't want to like not showcase the fam either. But I want to shout out my band Strangers That Click. That's C L I Q U E. Check us out. We're online everywhere. We put out our EP, uh, Fight Nice, uh, back in March, actually. And if y'all got a chance to check it out, please do so. Um, I just wanted to shout them out because I wasn't, I wasn't able to squeeze them in on the podcast like I'd like to. But with that said, this next song is called Dirty Pool, which is off of the Music to Marvel 2 Volume 1 project, produced entirely by my other brother from another, Edward Aziz. This song features Edward Aziz, the homie Nitrate, Night Train 357, and the queen herself, Prowess the Testament. This project was actually just dedicated to just like, you know, us like having fun with the whole Marvel comics thing, like playing different characters. And Dirty Pool is a play off of Deadpool. So I figured showcasing this song would be like a good way to just have a little fun, you know. So here it is. Uh, Dirty Pool. I'm that fast, slow, blast flow, sarcastic asshole. Merc with a mouth, and I'm all about that cash flow. Brutal with the truth, so fuck a golden lasso. And that's so, you know, I feel that movie blows. And on the low, Green Lantern gave me cancer. And my answer, look you in the face and banter. With the screen, it's a scene, not seen till after. Credits roll, Marvel loans, and I'm a fucking master. Break for some laughter, I heal a bit faster. Talk like a bastard, I put you out the pasture. Next course, X-Force, unless, of course, Negasonic Teenage Warhead gets bored It's a colossal tour with two swords Until Cable and I come to accord A new crew of friends I'm working towards With a domino just for luck like, oh lord oh. I really like to light a split off the Olympic torch I'm touching myself tonight Oh Right there. 
Oh, yeah. It's such a crazy. See, you know what's funny? A lot of people don't know how many of us black folk and just other ethnicities are into stuff like that either, you know? Yeah, man. I was just about to say that. Like, shout out to, like, the black nerds, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. We'll know all the stuff, too. See, I don't know as much as, like, maybe, like, Arnell knows a lot, knows a lot about comics and everything. I know some stuff. Prowess knows actually about she knows about the comics, but she'll know about like different kind of like literature, like different kinds of like stories and like kid stuff. Like I never had any idea about Edward's really big into it. It was it was actually his idea. I think him and Arnell put it together and just kind of put everybody all over the project. So I'm on it. Big Roan, Nine Train, Three Five Seven. Of course, shouts to him. Oh yeah, the, a homegirl Shubzilla. I'm from the West Coast. She's on the whole project. Nice. I had a good time working on that. What's the name of the project again? Um, music to Marvel 2. Music to Marvel 2. I like that. Yeah. And shout out to Night Train 357. Um, I was really honored. He asked me to be on a track of his and has a really dope ass music video um, that he did himself. All the graphics and stuff is really incredible. Where We're like... We get to be like uh, like intergalactic like superheroes. It's really awesome. Cruise. <laughs> and Artemis produced it. So um yeah, y'all look up Cosmic Cruise. It's it's that that has that good like eighties baseline funky vibe. It's just so nice. Yeah, it, it's funny. Um I don't get to mention this much, but that beat and I was telling Tr- Night Train this before. I was like, I actually made that beat as a tribute to like Bay Area, like mm. hip hop, because they they make a lot of stuff with the eight oh eight. It's not like necessarily hyphy, but there's a certain style of what they do where it's a little bit laid back and fast, but it's not like hyphy fast either. Yeah, and I don't make a lot of beats like that, and I have like these live bass lines, and I have this eight oh eight. I just wanted to work with, and there's some eighty sounds. And I remember just sitting in his um, sitting in his dining room, and we just was like talking about it. We were talking about beats, really. And I want to say I threw him that when I threw him the track for Chicago What Up, and um, they didn't like he didn't do anything with it till later. But I like what he did with it. When um, he told me you were on it, I was like, oh, that's dope. Okay. And what came out of it was crazy. One thing I will say, I wish we had helmets for the video. <laughs> we should, I, I should have told him that I should, we, we should have had we had helmets like even if there were cheap paper mache helmets that would have been <laughs> is that a plot hole that we didn't yeah. have helmets <laughs> no we should have had helmets no no no, no. it still worked out no, no, no. I don't want him to get back <laughs> it, it, it would have been, been fire if we had helmets because we're in space you know what I'm saying I well know. I can't fit a helmet over my hair so you get, oh, okay, yeah, I would have yeah, had yeah. to pass on the helmet but <laughs> <laughs> myself but yeah <laughs> that was fun doing that video like he, because <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know if i told you what happened when i got there <laughs> he gave me so many lines to read mm-hmm. so i forgot he gave me all that stuff but he he sent it to me a long time ago and we didn't get up together until like maybe like a few weeks or a month or two later and right when i got there i was like oh i'm supposed to memorize this ah man <laughs> <laughs> an actor you got lines <laughs> i know i had lines i had to do my job it was nah he he killed he killed it with the video yeah and he did a bang-up job and his, his project is coming out soon i don't know when but that's supposed to come out very soon yeah so shouts to edward as is he's he's actually getting into doing more videos check him out at cat's eye to the cosmos um he just did a video for a project me and Arnell got involved with called Color School Band. The EP is out. It's called One City, uh, One Love. And the, a video for Joint Sessions, that's the name of the song, Joint Sessions, it's out right now on YouTube. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, check it out. So, I think it's uh, about time to, to wrap it up. I know. For the uh, Hometown Sounds podcast. And I just want to thank Tony and Paul for having me again. And I want to encourage anyone listening, if you are feeling like you want to get involved in some way, but you're not in the in the movement against police brutality and overall um, the anti-racist movement, I encourage you to Google the Movement for Black Lives. They are an organization that has uh, listed several you know, things that people can do to get involved and they list them in the order of, you know, the safest things to do, considering we're still in the midst of a pandemic. True. 
you know, into the things that are, you know, a little more risky, like actually going out to a protest is, is very risky, of course, uh, not only because of the pandemic, but because of how we see police treating peaceful protesters. But you can do things like write letters and you can do things like make phone calls and you can do things like donate money and uh, gather supplies for different organizations. So I encourage you to go Google uh, the Movement for Black Lives and look into the different actions that they have there that people can participate in. And I also just encourage you, if this is your, you know, if you know that America is racist, (laughs) but you're just realizing how bad it is and you want to, you know, learn more, then I encourage you to read James Baldwin. Just go on YouTube and, and look at his interviews. If you're trying to figure out why people are demanding that the abolition of prisons and defunding the police, I encourage you to go uh, read or listen to uh, Angela Davis and her talks about prison abolition. Oh, yes. If you are, you know, just there's so many resources. So I do not encourage you if you are uh, not a black person to go to your black friend and try to get them to explain things to you because black people are, are tired of that. And uh, there's just so many online resources that, you know, if, if your black friend offers you up information or stories or resources, then that's beautiful. But don't go ask them because <laughs> right. they don't want to talk about it right now, honestly. And if they do, they probably already put it on social media and you can just look at that. So mm-hmm. it's a good time to, to use your resources, learn more. There's so much information out there. And um, yeah, this is, you know, this is really a time that's going to change things. And honestly, like, it's going to change. Like whether we want it to or not, things are, are moving. Like it's just the time period where things are transitioning. And like I said, as artists, it's up to us to help people envision a new reality. And then as individuals, it's really our time to look within ourselves. I think, you know, we can do a lot of external actions and those are really crucial, but the internal looking, like I said in my song, grow, like go within and grow. It's so important to look within yourself and find out what are you still struggling with and work through that and find ways to work through that. And if you are a person who's been on the front lines, if you're a protester, if you've been putting your body into the movement, then I also, I implore you to to use your healing tools. So whether that be therapy or music or dancing or rest, we need our, our frontline people to be healed and so don't keep going and going and going like um, like I always say, like, listen to your body because your body is not only your, your physical experience, but it's also a, a connection to your ancestors because you have memory, cellular, cellular memory in your DNA. And so when you listen to your body, you're also listening to your ancestors. So if your body is telling you to rest, please rest. If your body is telling you to dance, please dance. If your body is telling you to sing, please sing. If your body is telling you to cry, let it go. Like that's, that's, uh, I'm gonna stop preaching. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna get off the soapbox, nah, but you, I just no, wanted no. to say that. No, no, no. You, you said, you said what needed to be said. And I hope people do hear that. And I agree with you. I mean, look, we're not out of the woods when it comes to mother nature and father Tom, you know, this is our planet reacting, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just a city or a town or your next door neighbor. These are things that are around us in our environment. So, I'm glad that you said that because there are a lot of ways you can be resilient and fight back and people have to be smart about it because just because it's nice outside doesn't mean you can go out and just, you know, hang out like, hey, guys, like it doesn't work that way. You got to still yeah. practice these things just in case because there are a lot of people with pre-existing conditions that are still passing yes. from this. Uh, they said, like, I think um, just since last week. 10,000 people had died in the in America from uh, COVID-19. So it's still, we're very much still in this. It's very real. Yeah, it's craziness. So hopefully those of you who are listening, you guys are definitely practicing social distancing and making sure that you're taking the, the necessary precautions. So, yeah. yes. And thank you guys indeed. for listening. Yes, indeed. Oh, I... You know, I keep forgetting stuff I need to, like, say. I'm sorry. I do want to shout out. I shouted out before Prowse the Testament, but please uh, check her out. She has a new song called Bang Bang, which features myself, but her new project is on the way. Um, I just want to shout her, shout her out because she's been a, a force to reckon with when it comes to music. Like, if it's not about bars, she can definitely sing. She's been doing 
a, a bang of job just with her music um, over the years since I've known her. I just want to shout out some more family there. Yeah, shout out to Prowess. I know she told me she had her uh, parents listening to my music, and that brought me a lot of joy too. I love, I love an intergenerational, you know, experience. So, <laughs> yeah, you go. I mean, you do make that grown music. Yeah, I know, right? You make that. You make that grown. You make that grown. Like you know, mom and dad need to spend some time away from the kids' music. Side, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. And I, I also we should probably mention where people can find us. Yes. You can find me on my website. Firstly, let me tell you how to spell my name because this is a podcast. So uh, people are listening. So uh, you can spell my name, C-E-C-I-L-Y. That's Cecily. And you can find me at CecilyMusic.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Cecily Alexa. That's spelled C-E-C-I-L-Y-A-L-E-X-A. Like I said, I, I have a newer project called Awakening Part One, and I'm also going to be releasing a music video shortly for uh, the single Clumsy. And I also do meditations on my Instagram page every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time, always free. So you can join me on my Instagram live every Monday morning at 9 a.m. for my guided meditations. And uh, yeah, all my music is available everywhere. Just search my name, Cecily. That's what's up. You know, I did catch one of your meditations, by the way. Oh, you did? I called one of them one morning. So yeah, good, good stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. That's awesome. I didn't even know. I didn't know you did that on, the, on a weekly basis. But yeah, I just happened to catch it one day. Nice. So good stuff. Thank you. You can catch me, um, A-R-D-A-M-U-S. Um, if you Google it, of course, you can find it. Linktree.com slash The Real Artemis. All one word. Don't try Artemis.com. That's like that's like some weird dance website <laughs> t-shirt. Thing. Don't try that. Just you know, <laughs> if you want to find a lot of my music, really, like a lot of it is centralized at Linktree.com slash The Real Artemis. A-R-D-A-M-U-S. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Music, everywhere. Um, other projects, if you want to check out Strangers That Click, that's Strangers That Click, C-L-I-Q-U-E dot com. Um, that's the website. On Instagram, um, at The Real Artemis. Twitter, A-R-D-A-M-U-S. Like, basically, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, just uh, check out some of the stuff that's out now. Astro Blocks, uh, we're getting hard copies of uh, vinyl CDRs and tapes made, um, which will be out this summer. Nice. And all oh, be in the look at me and Cecily got something coming up this fall. I ain't going to say what it is yet, but, <laughs> you know, some of the, one of the uh, fall releases I got coming out, she will be on it with some uh, great folks. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Hometown Sounds DC. Appreciate you, Tony and Paul, man. Straight up. All right. Peace.